All right. We left off last week on Tachlamazayinam and Aleph. We had just gotten to the Gemara's uh, rejection of Rav and uh, Shmuel. And remember that Rav and Shmuel had made two points. Point number one is that you only make a Mizonos on the five species of grain and on nothing else when they are whole. When they are not whole, I mean, meaning they're not mixed with anything else. The second statement of Rav and Shmuel is that anything which has uh, one of the five grains as an ingredient, also you make a barim in, in his own son. Now one And implicit in that, even though it's not explicit, is that when you're dealing with a... And, oh, let me add. And what, what's unique about that particular uh, din is that even though the five species of grain, even though the chameshes mini dagan is a minority of the mixture, it still defines the mixture. So, just to keep in mind, the Gemara, what the Gemara has rejected of Rav and Shmuel uh, in this b'risa that we just read last week is that when you have uh, rice alone, rice plain, meaning rice without anything else mixed in, you make a mazonas on rice as well. And we have to talk about dohan, what about millet, because the b'risa that ultimately proved or disproved Rav and Shmuel was only rice. And then we have to consider, we've rejected Rav's statement. Rav and Shmuel would have said that on rice you would never make mazonas, and we make mazonas. The question is, what happens if you have a mixture instead of a, I don't know, let's take a cholent. You make cholent with rice instead of uh, barley. Okay? I guess Sardin probably must do that on Pesach, no? Iraqis do that anyway. Uh, They do that anyway. Okay. So let's say you have an Iraqi cholent. And you have uh, rice in it. Now, the rice is not a majority uh, by volume of the cholent. So last week when we spoke about barley, I suggested that when it comes to barley, assuming that the barley is dissolved enough uh, by the standards of the Mishnaburah, even though it's a minority of the cholent in terms of volume, you make a mazonas on it because it's one of the five species of grain. What about a rice cholent? What about if it were rice instead of barley? Would you say there, too, that kol sheyeshbo ores, you also make a mazonos, like Hamesha Svinidagan, where you would say no. That that is not true, that it is limited to the five species of grain. The Gemara never disproved Rav and Shmuel on that second statement. They only disprove Rav and Shmuel when you're talking about the Shneyatsmo. When the rice is by itself, uh, then you make a mazonos. So in the meantime, we have a different problem to deal with. The Brisa that we had read stated that you make a mizonos on the rice, and you make an alhamicha afterwards, which is particularly disturbing for us, because we know we don't do that. But it bothered the Gemara as well. So the Gemara, on Lamed Zayin, at Aleph, it's about the uh, seventh, at the end of the seventh uh, uh, wide line, the Gemara says the following, Amar Mar. So Amar Mar means the Gemara is quoting from a brisa that it had cited earlier, now it's taking a piece of it. So Amar Mar, HaKoseis Esa Orez Mevarech Bore Priha Adama. If you chew on rice, raw rice, so you make a Bore Priha Adama. Um, however, Techano Afao, sorry, I lost my place. Oh, for, oh, sorry, one, hold on, hold on, I skipped, I did, I have to, I'm sorry, I have to apologize. I skipped a few lines. Yes, not, not our, off our topic, but let me just deal with that. All right, Amar Mar Kosis is Achita, Nevarech Allah Bore Priyadama. Hatanya Bore Minez Rhyme. A different, two different opinions. One view says Bore Priyadama, the other says Bore Minez Rhyme. Because Chita is something that has seeds in it. I don't know what they had in mind for Priyadama, uh, maybe beans or something like that, legumes. So the Gemara says, Lokasha Harabi Yudav Harabanan. That this question of specific, 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 
specificity. I can't do specificity. I'm not going to try. How specific you get in your brachos? Um, so how specific you get? How how d- deep down you go in distinguishing? So that was we already saw in the Mishnah. The Rabbanon said you make a bread for Adam everything that goes to the ground. It doesn't go from a tree, and, and it's not bread or, or wine. But Rabbi Yehuda said that on vegetables, Yerako, she say boringine deshatim, like grasses, uh, greens. So the Gemara says that the distinction here between those who say Bari Pradama on, on, on chewing on raw wheat versus Bari Mezraim is the Rabbanon versus Rabbi Huda. The Tzvan, Pa'ayirakos, who Omer Bari Pradama, Rabbi Huda Omer Bari Minei Deshaim. So Rabbi Huda really was big into uh, making every, really breaking down brachos much more, much more. If I remember, before we finish this parak at some point, and Pesach is coming, so maybe I should try to do this. I know that in, 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 from the Geniza materials, I think it may be already been in the Tosefta, there's a lot, in, in Eretz Yisrael, they had lots of different brachos, for things uh, broken down. I mean, I don't think they made a bracha different apples and oranges. I don't think they specified when that far, but they had lots of different brachos, much more than, than perhaps we do. Um, we have a tendency... Firstly, we don't pass it for Rabbi Huda, and we have a tendency to collapse things towards brachos hakololos, brachos which are sort of all-inclusive. So shahakol is our classic all-inclusive one, although we had seen a few weeks ago that bori priyadama can also be somewhat all-inclusive if you're not sure if it's a fruit or a vegetable. Uh, and um, there is another one which I think most of us generally tend to avoid. I like not to avoid it, but you have to know what you're doing, which is whenever you smell something, if you uh, go smell the roses, as they say, so what bracha do you make? So most people will say but the truth is you're probably there because uh, I, I like I remember I'm pretty sure on our irises you're supposed to uh, make the bracha if I'm not mistaken but your cinnamon sticks almost certainly you should make but the minog is I mean I don't want to say the minog we don't like by havdalah if I'm not mistaken that is coming back to me by havdalah we always make um, it's not an essential component of havdalah like if you don't have anything to smell you don't have to wait to make havdalah same, actually, same thing is true for the nair for havdalah you really only need the kosyayin and you need the bracha uh, but I, I somehow I recall the minog is uh, by, maybe by havdalah we always make a barmenebesamen but really there is some differentiation. There are all sorts of different things. We'll explore some of them later in the parak. So we have this tendency that, that we just you know, we run to these all-inclusive brachas, so we don't we want don't want to have any questions. So anyway, so we don't pass like Rabbi Huda. Uh, at least when it comes to the food groups, we have four brachas besides uh, Hamotzi and and Bari Priyagafen. Okay, now where I was starting before mistakenly. So if you chew on raw rice, you make a bar priyadama. Tachano afao b'shalo. If you uh, grind it up, make it, make it the rice flour, you bake it, and then you cook it. So you have rice bread, and then you cook it. So afao pisha prusos kayamas, in contrast to wheat, where when you cook the wheat bread, bread, and in something, sometimes you make a stohamotzi and, and, uh, and bench on it, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's just the mizonas. But when it comes to rice, it's never, you never wash and bench on it. So the Gemara says, Afalpi, quoting the Bryce earlier, Afalpisha Prusas Kayamas, despite the fact that the pieces are intact, which we're going to have to talk about what that means, So you make a Mizonos before, and you make an Alamecha afterwards. So the Gemara says, Is that true? We have a Bryce that says that, uh, that at the end, afterwards, after you eat the, the rice, you don't make no Bracha. Loklum, as I noticed the Ra'ah, points out here. Ra'a says, I'm sure the Bishanim say this also, loklum means bari nefashas. That's, that's what it means for us. Originally it might have been, they didn't make that bari nefashas, but for, for the bottom line for us is when the Gemara says you make 
after it, a bracha v'lo klum, nothing, it means barinafashos. It means you're not benching, you're not having shalosh brachos, you're not having me'in shalosh brachos, what we call al-mechgel, which is a condensation of the three major themes of each of the, the three themes of each of the brachos of birchas amazon, you just make a barinafashos. So, um, so what do you do with this contradiction? So Amar Rav Sheshes, says, Lokasha haravagam liel haravanan. Now, Rabbi Gamliel, which we haven't seen yet, but we're about to see, uh, Rabbi Gamliel, most of you will be very happy with Pascal Rabbi Gamliel. You know, I, I think I mentioned a couple of times, the two most important things that every firm Jew must avoid is, number one, becoming fleshic, number two, having to wash and bench. Those are the two most important things. Now, Rabbi Gamliel, I see there's some nods here, okay. Uh, Rabbi Gamliel uh, believes that you make Birchas uh, Hamazon, not washing before, Birchas Hamazon on all the Shiva Saminim. Oh, you have a date, you know, a date that's bigger than an olive. That's great. Bench afterwards. You have an olive. Okay, let's make two olives because it's not clear what you do with a pit in it. That's a big issue. We're going to talk about the sod. But let's say you have two olives. And I'm pretty sure, contrary to um, much, the, it was one of the one of the funnier things that I've seen, but it wasn't meant as a as a joke. So Rabbi Nathan Slifkin uh, once published his shear of a kazayas right. and he had a picture of an olive. Um, yeah, an amazing thing. You think so. Our olives are not smaller than their olives. So anyway, if you take two olives, but I, they're not to avoid a different suffix, because whether the pit, the volume of the pit, you take two olives and eat it, according to Rabbi Gamaliel, you bench. You have a, uh, a donut, according to Rabbi Gamaliel, you bench. You eat, I don't know what else is left there. Um, you have a, a fig, maybe two figs, maybe one fig's probably been in the size. You bench. All the shivas I'm eating. So, Rabbi Gamaliel generally has a longer, greater demand list. So, Rav Shesha suggests, even though it's not going to, it's not going to stand, it's not going to work in the Gemara, Rav Shesha suggests that perhaps it's Rabbi Gamaliel who, since generally he kind of ups the ante for everything. So, rice, which there's Rabbanon on, on, on wine, on, um, on, on dates, on grapes, etc. The Rabbanim believe that you make, an, you make a main shalosh, you make an, or an al-gethen, al peros So, and Rabbi Gamliel makes you do all three brachos. So maybe when it comes to rice, the Chachamim say, and Rabbi Gamliel ups it to, uh, to, to uh, Nala yeah, Maybe he just always bums things up once. So Rosh suggests, maybe it's Rabbi Gamliel. The Tanya, Zeaklau, Anything that's from the Shiva Saminim but is not bread. Rabbi Gamliel says you make Birchas Amazon afterwards. The Chachamim say you make an Alamechia. Or Alamechia, Alagefen, Main Shalosh. Umasa be Rabbi Gamliel Vazakanim. The story happened with Rabbi Gamliel and the elders. Shahim is Subin Ba'aliyah. They were. Um, they, everything good in, 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 in rabbinic literature happens in the Aliyah. It's, you know, in Bnei Brach, that's where they were, Masum Ali Bnei Brach. Uh, the, all, the, all the things about the, uh, the, the Gimel Averos that they determined, the three things that you have to martyr yourself for, that's uh, Aliyah uh, space Nitzah Belod. I don't know why. Everything important happens in the Aliyah. They also used to do, I think, the soda, they used to do the calendar calculations. They were summoned for this, and the Soda Eber, I think, takes place, at least one of the stories in the Aliyah. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, I have no idea. But that's always everything important happens in the Aliyah. So like if you, it, well, yes, if, if, you, if you're suffering FOMO, go to the, go to the attic. Okay? Um, so they were in Aliyah B'Yericho. They revealed the Fnehem Kosavos. They brought before them, of course, Yericho's name in Tanakh is 
ear hatmarim. So they brought kosavos, which are dates. And they ate. He granted Rabbi Akiva the rishus to make the bracha. Now, the Rabbi Gamaliel's assumption clearly was, and Tosis will talk about this a little bit, uh, two things. Number one is that you bench on dates. And number two, because you because you bench on dates, you can have a zimun. Now, you have to understand what a zimun is. A zimun, what we do today, is barely a zimun. Uh, a zimun in the time of the Gemara was that the one person was designated to lead the benching, and that person would bench for everybody. And it's very important to understand that what the Mizamin is doing is not, it's not like if I make a bracha and you answer a main, shomeah ka'oneh, that you, that you hear me making the bracha even if you don't answer a main, and you fulfill your obligation. That's not what happens when there's a mezamein. When a mezamein, when, when you have a zimun, and the person who leads the zimun recites the entire bench of everybody, it's not that he is being, in effect, mozi others in this fashion of Shreya It is everybody's bracha. It's, 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 we will learn, eventually we get to the seventh parak, we'll talk, that's called Birchas Kulam, which is why when you don't have this obligation, Birchas if you only have al if you want, I mean, this is, people don't realize this, I mean, Often in, in schools, they'll have, or camps, one person will get up and recite the Alamechia. Sometimes they sing along, but if they don't, if the one person's doing it, that is Shomea Ka'ona. That's not the bracha, that's not everybody's bracha. That's Shomea Ka'ona, because other people were afraid they, they don't know how to make it, they're not going to bother, so we'd rather they just listen. Ideally speaking, that's not what you want to do. Everybody should make their own bracha. When it comes to Birchas Hamazon, that's not the case. When you have a zimun, ideally only one person recites the Birchas Hamazon, and it is Birchas Kulam. It is everybody's bracha. The reason we tend not to do that is because we're afraid people are not going to be listening. Of course, if you don't have to say, if you don't have to say your Birchas Hamazon, and, and Rabbi Feldman is mentioning, so you'll be busy on your phone checking the latest whatever you're checking. So therefore, does uh, that matter? Yes, because you do have to, it's not Shomei Ka'oneh, but if you're not involved, you're not paying attention, uh, it's not that he goes off to another room. It's done, it's done in, in, in together. Um, he's the one reciting the words, but it's everybody's recitation. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. I've seen, I feel like I've noticed more, maybe of late, that even in private homes, some people are having the person who leads the Zeman say the first paragraph out loud and then they stop and everyone oh, sort of continues silently and I, I always say the first paragraph to myself as well. How does that fit into this equation? I don't know. I thought about this, but I think that that's more, to me, it strikes me as a relic of the situation where one person wants to bench before the others, and we're going to have to explore that, so it's in the seventh parak, I believe, and that this whole question, interestingly enough, when he makes that bracha, when, when the other people continue eating, where do they resume benching? Do they start at the beginning of Hazan HaSolam, or do they pick up with no Delecha when they're finished eating? So I don't, but I don't think that that I don't really, I'm not really sure where that, other than that situation, I'm, we, we said the standard, you know, high school and college, a group of guys sat down, but somebody needs to leave early, um, so they want a bench. I mean, it happens in other contexts, but not as much. And so someone says the first brach out loud, which is related to that. It's, but um, I don't think, when, when you're actually having a zimun, I don't think it makes any sense to recite the first brach out loud and not the rest of it. Um, so... But, you know, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll have a chance to explore that when we get there. Okay, so, Rabbi Gamliel was assuming Rabbi Akiva was going to lead everybody in Birch on these wonderful uh, Jericho dates. 
Kafatz ubirech Rabbi Akiva bracha achas mein shalosh. And the way Tosa says, he didn't make the bracha v'ratz. He made an ala aretz ala peros, and uh, uh, and he did it for himself, uh, basically to undermine Rabbi Gamliel. So Amar le Rabbi Gamliel Akiva ad masai atamach nisrosh chabena machlokas. Why are you sticking your head in a machlokas? So Akiva, who, who asked you to get involved? Amar le Rabbeinu. Our teacher, even though there's a dispute, you taught us, so you follow the majority, and therefore you're the minority. Okay. Rabbi Gamaliel probably didn't like that that much, but okay. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mishmo, Rabbi Yehuda has a different version, maybe another version of Rabbi Gamaliel, the lav min dagon, who? Oh, min dagon, the lo asa opas, anything which is from the shiva saminim, but it's not a species of grain, or it is a species of grain, but you didn't make it into bread. Ramagamliel omer shalosh brachos, fachachomim omrim, bracha achas. Now, that, so far that doesn't contradict with what was presented before. Anything that's not from one of the seven uh, minim, uh, and obviously it's not a grain, kigon pas orez vidochan, bread made out of rice or millet, rabban gamliel omer bracha achas me'en shalosh, vachachamim omrim veloklum. Rabban gamliel says you make an al hamechya, and the chachamim say, you know, make, you make nothing, which is boring to fashas. So we have found now a shita, Rabbi Gamliel, according to Rabbi Yehuda, who does say al hamechia after rice. Okay, rice and millet. So, therefore, the Gemara suggests that the b'raisa that we first read on Lamed Zayin, that told us that on, 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 on rice, if you make it into bread and then you cook it, even if the prusos are kayamos, even if the pieces are intact, you still only make a mizonos before, and in al afterwards, that is Rabban Gamaliel Shita. The b'raisa that the Gemara quotes that we have to resolve, that says you don't make any bracha after rice bread, that is the Chachanan, who say that you just make a barin of Very nice. The Gemara says there's only one problem with this approach. The Gemara says, Bamai Ukimta, how did you establish the first b'raisa? Ke Rabban Gamaliel. So let's take a look. We don't, before we read the Gemara, turn back for a second. Let's read this first b'risa and think if it makes any sense according to Rabbi Gamliel. So the b'risa begins, um, uh, it's about uh, seven lines before they get wide. Uh, the first word in the word is lo, followed by the hatanya. Like the Gemara here it was challenging. It was the final nail in the coffin for Rav and Shmuel, challenging that the Rabbanon also believe you make mezonos and rice. So the Gemara says, Rabbanon lo v'hatanya. So think about this. If this fits the Chachamim's position, who disagree with Rabbi Gamliel, hakosei sesachita mivarech aleha bore priyadama. Okay, you, you chew on raw wheat, you make a bore priyadama. Tichana afaa ubeshala. If you grind it into flour, you bake it, and you cook it. If the bread is intact, whatever, the pieces are intact, Okay, so you wash and bench. 
if the bread has dissolved, it's, or it's not, the pieces aren't intact, does that make any sense for Rabbi Gamliel? According to Rabbi Gamliel, what bracha do you make on, on uh, farina? Wheat meal. Call wheat meal. What bracha? According to Rabbi Gamliel? You bench. You bench. Yeah, you make them probably and presumably in Mizonos, because you can't make a but you bench. Because it has wheat in it. The end. So how, what difference should it make in the Brisa whether the Prusas are Kayamos or the Prusas are not Kayamos? If the Prusas are not Kayamos, you should still, bend, maybe you say a bracha, a bar name is Onos, according to Rabbi Leo, but you don't say bracha hasmein shalosh afterwards. So how can the Brisa be Rabbi Leo? That's the Gemara's question. Now you can turn back to Lama Zion on the days. The Gemara says, Ema Seifa on the uh, end of the fifth line, if it's going to be Rabbi Gamliel, Ema Seifa the Reisha, the second half of the first half. Meaning, I guess, the second quarter of the Brisa. Imein haprusos kayamos, if the bread has broken up enough, b'tchila mevarech ala barim yemizonos, v'besof mevarech ala brachach smein shalosh. Mani, whose opinion is that? I Rabban Gamliel, if it's Rabban Gamliel's opinion, hashta akosavos v'adaisa, amar Rabban Gamliel gimel brachos. Two things that were never bread in the first place. You still bench afterwards. In Ein Haprusos Kayamos, if it's a situation where it was bread, but the bread is dissolved somewhat. Mibai, you'd have to tell us that of course you make three brachas, you bench fully. So it can't be that the brice, is, the brice that says that you make an alamicha after eating rice cannot be Rabbi Gamliel's opinion. Even if Rabbi Gamliel does happen to believe that, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you can't, you can't attribute the authorship of the brice to Rabbi Gamliel. So now, how do you resolve the contradiction between the brisa that says you make uh, an alamichi after rice and the other brisa the Gemara quotes that says you just make a barnefashas? So um, the Gemara gives the following answer. So elapshita rabbanon, it has to be the rabbanon, not rabbanon Malia. And Yehachi, we we're back to our question: kasha the rabbanon the rabbanon. It's a contradiction within the sheet of the chachamim. So the Gemara says El, you're not going to like this answer, folks. El olam rabbanon utzni gabeores l'besof in mevarachalavalokon. To me, is an instruction, meaning the way you should teach the brisa. You cited the brisa wrong. Correct the brisa when it says in the brisa in the uh, second when it says in the uh, in the safe of the brisa that afterwards you make uh, you make a bracha change it to say v'loklam. I mean that is always one way of solving a problem, a contradiction between two texts, which is simply to edit one of the texts. Yeah, it's a very effective solution actually, um, probably the most effective solution, but it's not totally satisfying. But that's what the Gemara felt compelled to do here because they can't really find a way for the Chachamim in which you're going to make a bracha achas me'in shalosh on uh, on uh, on rice. Rabbi? Yes. So, uh, ground rice that they make noodles out of, you know, like a uh, little mm-hmm. So, according to Rab Gamliel, you would make a bracha me'en shalosh on it, even though it's not recognizable as rice. Or, or, or halacha lamaisa, what do we do about ground rice? Well, no, that's easy. We we make a bracha of, uh, we make a, um, a barim in Amazonas before, and we make a barim in Fashas afterwards, whether it's intact or whether it's ground up. Yep. Uh, Rabbeinu Yonah, we mentioned last week, even though if, if you have, let's say, uh, you have, uh, uh, sometimes you make wheat, and, or barley, for that matter, and the, the grains are separate. You know, it's not a mush. Uh, and uh, so certainly if you take wheat and you eat, you eat that wheat, so Ramadan Yona claims that you do not make a Borim in Amazonas unless it's been either crushed or, you know, 
smushed into a stew, right? Where it's, where it's sort of um, uh, nimalach. So Rabbi Yonah claimed that when it comes to rice, even though the rice is not nimalach, even though the rice kernels stand one by one, that you still make a mazonas on it, based upon the b'risa on Lamed Zayin Amaral. So that's our position when it comes to rice. Well, certainly if the rice is, I, I think we accept that position even if the rice is mushed up, and we accept it if the rice is whole, that we make, contrary to the Shulchan Arach, I think when the Shulchan Arach holds that if the rice is whole, you also don't make a mazonas. But I don't think that's our minhag. I think our minhag is we always make mazonas on rice, but we only, also only make varnifashes afterwards. We don't pass it like Rabbi Gamliel. Uh, we, in, we don't pass like Rav and Shmuel on statement number one that, that in order to be Mizonis it has to be one of the five grains. No, we allow rice and we'll talk about the others in a moment. Uh, and, uh, and we accept Rav and Shmuel's position that if one of the ingredients is one of the five species of grain, and only the five species of grain, then it makes the entire food Mizonis despite the fact that that ingredient is a minority of the volume of the uh, mixture. Okay. Now, before we move on, um, so we have, we have one major issue that's outstanding that we have to talk about, but we can't talk about it until we read the next Gemara. And that is, what does it mean, Prusas Kayamas or Ein Prusas Kayamas? That's a really, really crucial piece. But I have to hold off on that a second. But first, I, I have to do what I promised to do last week, which is my favorite, Tosos. Um, Tosos says, asks the following question. The bottom Tosos. Nasan Tosos says, Savur haya sheyivarech gimel brachos kemoshe haya sober. Rabbi Gamliel assumed Rabbi Akiva would make would bench would make full three full brachos, the bottom of Lamed bottom Tosos on Lamed Zayin and Aleph. You would make three full brachos. V'im Tomar l'Rabbi Gamliel hakaimalon de'ein mizamnin ala peros. Now this is a very strange. The, the question is not clear in Tosos. The Gemara in a couple of places, in Chulin and where else, in Arve Psachem, has a statement that which means, if we ate fruits, let's say, you had an apple, you had an orange, you had a pear, you had a peach, go around the table, we all ate, maybe we all ate apples, and now, what if wasn't one person, or, better, we all had dates, okay, we, we visited Yericho, we all had dates, uh, and uh, and now instead of you know all of us benching and pulling out our our, our, our little cards or our smartphones, so Larry, please lead us in in, in in saying grace after the dates. So the if the rest of us do not know how to make an ala eight fail so then it's appropriate for Larry to do so as shemek ona. But if not, each person is supposed to make their own bracha because amizamnin ala peiros. There's no zimun when it comes to peiros. So the so Rabbi Gamliel was asking Rabbi Akiva to, to, to lead for all of them. Well, what happened with Amos Zaman and Alaperos? So is that, is that another bright? It's a Gemara in Hulin. Uh, the Gemara infers it from a Brisa there and Hulin. Um, now you, you're asking an important question though: is who believes that? One could obviously. Tosis is going to answer the question. The answer isn't clear here. I think it's clear in Tosis and Hulin, and it's clear from what Tosis will say later. Tosis's answer is, well, if you bench on dates, then you can have a zimun on dates. Right. We don't have zimun on payros because we don't bench on payros. Tosis doesn't give the answer so clearly, but it's clear from later in the Tosis that that's what his answer was. So he says, Yeshloma de Ramagamliel hayasavur. Just want to get the correction in the back. Sheyehei mivarech al kol shivas aminim gimel brachos shleimos. 
I don't know how that answers the question. He thought that Rabbi Akiva was going to make, on all the Shiva Saminim, a full Bircha Samazim. I know, that, that's what you said in the previous part. Uh, what Tosis means, and therefore there's Zimun. Therefore, once you're making a full Bircha Samazim, you can do Zimun. So, for, for us, that we only make it on bread, so you only make it on bread. From Gamliel, that you bench on dates, and you bench on grapes, and you bench on whatever else you bench on, so you make a Zimun for that as well. That's what to- you see later in Tosis, it's clear that's what the answer was. Now, v'chi b'irach Rabbi Akiva me'en shalosh le'atzimo dafka. Rabbi Akiva made the al ha'eitz. He wasn't doing it for everybody else. He was doing it dafka for himself because he held, since you don't make b'irach ha'samazon, you don't make three brachos, you also don't do zimun with it. V'kaimolan e'mezaman al-ha-peros. We hold that way, but not Rabbi Gamaliel. And then v'acherim ha'vasubim b'irachu kolach ha'atzimo. Poor Rabbi Gamaliel here. He thought he was going to establish himself when Rabbi Akiva makes the al ha'eitz and everybody else starts doing it through. It's like, what's going on here? The answer is because we don't pascal like you, Rabbi Gamaliel. Now, here, this is my, this is where it gets fun. There is a concept that birchas hamazon una kos, that you require to have a kosher bracha for birchas hamazon. So we sometimes we do it at a wedding, standard sheva brachos. Some people will do it if they have ten people. Um, I know Rabbi Lukstein every time, even without ten men. So at least I don't know. If he, I don't know if Rabbi Lukstein. Rabbi Lukstein, do you do you have a birchas? Do you have a, a, a do you have a kosher birchas hamazon even when you eat alone? I'm not criticizing. Most of us almost never use it. No, no. I would sometimes think about it, but uh, it's pretty clear from the the Mishnah Brewer that uh, you should do it if you have three. Yes, yes. I think the Minaka Olam is not necessarily that way, but yes, that's correct. From the Gemara, it sounds like people actually did that. Yes, so the possibility exists even if you eat alone. You're supposed to have a kosher bircha samazon. Now, there is one time of the year <coughs> that everybody has a kosher bircha samazon even if, if they eat alone, which is Pesach night. Right? We have four kosas, one connected to each bracha. So even if you don't, as a, as a as yachid, all year round, have a kosher bracha, full confession, when I do happen to wash, I don't, uh, I don't use a kosher bracha. But Pesach night, everybody does because it was one of the four kosas. <coughs> now, Tosis is assuming... We have all, all these mitzvahs. We make Havdalah a la kos. You know, I, I, we, we, we think it's odd to make Birch HaSamazon a la kos only because Birch HaSamazon means you finished eating. So now you drink again. That's why I think it's odd for us. But every bracha, we make a Birch HaSamazon, we make a Birch HaSamazon. The, the bracha is really, the, the kos is secondary, but it's a way of enhancing the mitzvah. Yes. It makes it a toast to God. I guess so. So uh, we also have a lot of drunk people, but they diluted their wine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. All right. So, anyway, Tosis continues that the in Tomar the Raman Gamliel to Amar Gimel Brachos Shlemos Usvira Le Demizaman Al Shivas Aminim. So, if Raman Gamliel holds, you have to bench on uh, on any of the Shivas Aminim. Any holds, you make Zimun 
on the Shiva Samina. That's how you know what Tosis' answer was earlier. It's this line. If he holds that really Medina, you require a kos, here's the story. Okay, we have a nice meal together. Who gets to bench? Rabbi. You get the bench. So you take the kos, and then you bench, and what happens afterwards? Well, you make a bar pergafen. But according to Rabbi Gamaliel, if you drink wine, you have to bench again, <laughs> and you get close for that. <laughs> that's why that's my, my favorite toast. <laughs> so that's correct. So the truth is, here's the story. You're not off the hook, Rabbi Feldman. The rest of us, we don't have to drink. It's like a kiddish also. Kiddish at night, certainly, Friday night, you don't have to drink from the coast. There's supposed to be a malo lugma that is drunk, you know, in combination. But more than that, you don't need. The im tomar mikoma koma also hamavarech shutoim tzarech lavarech brahamacharis. Yes, but Rabbi Feldman, who has to drink, has to make the bracha and then drink from that coast, he's going to have to keep benching. Yeah. The shul's calling him. The shul's calling. Him. I tell them they need you for something. It's like I'm sorry, I'm busy doing mitzvahs. I was sick for mitzvah. Part of the mitzvah. Okay. Yes. So so the so the yesh lomar. Now, this is an interesting comment. Tosis is assuming that Malol Lugmav is the shear in which you have to make a bracha chona, which I don't think that that's true, because a Malol Lugmav, I don't think, is the size of a revius. And in Shulchan Aruch, we pass him in a revius of Yayin. But the simple answer, unless I'm wrong, I could be wrong on that, but the simple answer is if you drink a Malol Lugmav, but you don't drink a revius, then you don't have to make a bracha chona. But you have drunk a Malolugmav from the Koshal Bracha, which is what you need to drink. Tosis is assuming you make, have to make a Bracha Chrona in principle, but he says that if all you drink is a Malolugmav, um, then Rabbi Gamliel is modeh, that you don't even bench. Rabbi Gamliel doesn't ever have a Bracha Achas Mein Shalosh? I mean, if you would, the answer to that question might have been, well, who says that he does. Uh, we did, Rabbi Yehuda in the Brisa says that on rice that he does. But if you leave out Rabbi Yehuda's presentation, maybe Rabbi Gamliel doesn't have Racha Achas Mein Shalosh. Be that as it may, that's, Tosis is assuming, obviously you have to break the endless loop somewhere. And hopefully sooner rather than later. So uh, the, the Mavarech will, will make, a, the person who led the benching will drink from the Kosho Bracha. They can drink a, a, a Malol Logmav, and then you're done. And no, no, no. He assumes for Rabbi Gamaliel you'd make uh, actually an Algaf and Algaf afterwards. That's what Tosis assumes. How do we pass the answer? We don't pass like Rabbi Gamaliel, so it's not a question. We hold that even if you drink the Koshel Bracha, you drink a Sishma from the Koshel Bracha, that's assuming it's a drink or a Vias, then you make a Bracha of Algaf and Algaf afterwards. But obviously, there's no question in the first place because you would never make Berchas Amazon if you only drank wine. So that is the. Uh, that's the conclusion of Tosis. But, but anyway, so this is a, this is a good Tosis to torture so, people with. At, at the um, Chuba Mitzvah, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, you mix and you give it to the wine, uh, to the two of them. Yeah, that, that's whatever. That's nothing to do with it. That's just because they, they, drink, drink they wanted to drink for both Kosos, and they want Rabbi Luxstein to be able to do his trick. I've well, seen well, it done. Well, Actually, Rabbi Luxstein, I never saw you do it. I saw your son-in-law Jay do it once at a wedding. Yes. That, so, 
But you know, do you have to really look at the? I guess the, I'm like, do you know what it's what it is? Of course, you all know. Like, I've only been to a couple of weddings like that, but yes. But I mean, should I they not? Should they only drink Malay? You know. Uh, no, if you, drink, if you want to drink, you want to make a bracha, you just have to know that you drink a rivia, so you make a bracha That's all. That's for the bride and groom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the interest of not just honesty but fairness. That trick comes from Rabbi Zalman Posner, Allah HaShalom, the Chabad rabbi in Nashville, Tennessee. I saw him do it about 50 years ago. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, so now we have to deal with the thorny issue, which is what does it mean, Prusos Kayemos and Prusos Kayemos? The Brisa had said earlier in Lamed Zion Malaf that if you take bread, <laughs> what all is said and done, when you take a piece of bread and you cook it, and there are pieces. If the proof. You, you, you take a bread, I imagine you, you, you put it. Wait, you know, you stick it in soup. You stick it into soup, right? People do it all the time with their challah. Right? They dump it in there, and now the question is the Bryce distinguishes the bracha between whether prusas kayamas, whether the pieces are extant, literally, that's the literal translation. Or in Prusas Kayamas, the pieces are not extant, and um, and the uh, and the question and, and and so what does that mean to be Prusas Kayamas in Prusas Kayamas? So there is a Yerushalmi here, and Rashi will well there is a Yerushalmi here. The Yerushalmi claims we're going to hold on to this thought for the moment and read on in the Gemara on Ahmed Beis. The Yerushalmi says that the difference between Prusas Kayemas or Ein Prusas Kayemas is the size of the pieces of bread. If the bread has been broken up into pieces that are less than a kazayas, that's called Ein Prusas Kayemas. If you have pieces that are bigger than a kazayas, then that is called Prusas Kayemas. Okay. So now, the Gemara on Lamed Zayin Amid Beis... And the, the piece has to be whole? In other words, like, let's say you, you separated them and then they come back together again. Well, I don't know if this really... Uh, well, let's talk about that. Hold on. That's a fair question. So let's see the next Gemara. So the Gemara here, um, at the two dots, it's about, I don't know, 12, 13 lines down on Lamed Zayin, Lamed Beis. Omar Rava. Hai rihata dechakloi. Rashi says rihata is chavitz kedera. Okay, they have to remember chavitz kedera. It means it's that you have some uh, uh, flour... And you have, let's say, some honey and some oil. You have stuff mixed in. So he says that riata de chakloi, chakloi are the uh, are the um, um, Rashi says bnei hakfar. They're the the uh, the villagers, okay, the, the rubes. So they demachi bakimcha. They put a lot of flour in. Mevarech bari minei You make a mizonos on it. However, demachosa. The smida ika. By time it the smida ika. Why? Because the flour is the primary ingredient. Dimechosa, which means a population center. He's not referring to the city mechosa here. The city mechosa is probably called mechosa because it was machos shalan Hashem. Um, and so the mechosa, the lomashiba kimcha, I would say probably they're richer, they, they can afford more honey and oil. They don't put as much flour in. Mavarechalav shach onyebidvaro. My taima dubsha ika because the honey is the primary is is a real purpose the primary ingredient. Hadar amarava. Rava then turns around and says, "No, idivi idibarim in mizonos. It doesn't matter. You make a mizonos either way." The Rabu Shmuel da Amitavayo kol sheyeshba mechamesh asamin and mevarchen alav barim in mizonos. 
So he's quoting Rav and Shmuel's second, I don't know which order they're in, but the second statement, that when one of the ingredients is Hamesha Smine Dagan, even though it's a minority, that defines the mixture and you make a Mizono Sanif. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yosef, Hai Chavitza de Ispe Perurin Kizayis. If you have this Chavitza, so it's this bread that was, uh, it, it was made with bread, that was mixed up, and it's mixed up with the other stuff. If you have uh, pieces that are are kezayis, b'tchilam mevarech halav hamotzi lechem, and aretz l'besof mevarech halav shalosh brachos. You make wash and bench. Forgive me for saying washing and bench. I should be careful about that. I'll just say hamotzi and benching. You have to wash as well, but... Okay. Then, the lesbe peirurin kezayis, if the size of the pieces of bread are less than a kezayis, Betchila mevarech alav borei minei mezonos ulosof ulabesof bracha achas me'in shalosh. Now, what is this? So, so okay, we understand the distinction. What is chavitza? This is important. Rashi writes chavitza is kedekein shalneikuk shemefarin besocha ilfas lechem. You all know what that is, right? I have no idea, but what I do know is. Rashi's describing an ilfas, which is a pot, stuff that you're cooking in, that you crumble the bread into. In other words, according to Rashi, according to Rashi, this is taking bread and tossing it to something and cooking it, which would seem to be identical to what was being discussed in the Brisa on Lama Zayan and Aleph, which, on the surface, at least for Rav Yosef, everything would match very nicely, because the Brisa spoke about prusos kayamos, ain prusos kayamos, is the bread intact, or the pieces intact, are they not intact? And then, Rabbi Yosef is saying that Kezayis versus not Kezayis. And that would, that would fit. Now, the reason why we can sort of put the two together is because Rashi describes Chavitza exactly as what was going on that price. I mean, that price, I mean, I'm talking about honey and oil, but it just says, you cook the bread. Right? Techana afa u And you cook the bread. So this is cooking the bread. It's the same thing. So according to Rashi, it's the exact, it should be the exact same thing as the price. Now, the problem is going to be is that not everybody's going to agree with Rabbi Yosef Shir. We'll get to that in a moment. Now, but in the meantime, I'm Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said, Mina, mina la. How do I know? Ditanya, haya omedu makrav benachos bi Yerushalayim. Rashi says a Yisrael, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The Kohen is the one who brings the Karba Mincha. So Tosa says it's a Kohen bringing his first Mincha in his lifetime. So a Kohen is Omeru Makrev Menachos Biyushalayim and Omer Baruch Shechianu Vikimanu Vigalas Mazdeh. He makes a Shechianu the first time he's doing the mitzvah. Then Nitalan LaAchlan he now takes the Mincha, whatever's left of the Mincha, whatever the part that wasn't burned on the mitzvah, to eat it. Mevarei Hamotzi Lachamin Haaretz. Now you make Hamotzi. Now, what exactly did you do to the Mincha that you would think that you wouldn't make Hamotzi on it? You, you cooked it in fire, right? Well, well, that's an interesting question. Most of them did have some type of baking process or, right. a, a with oil. So, best you can say is maybe, Tosa says this for Rashi, that like cooking in oil, the mincha being fried in oil, is like cooking, you know, cooking the bread uh, in, in, in a pot. So, the, the, um, the b'risa continues, Utsni Allah v'chulan Tosasan kezayis. Uh, some of the menachos, not the regular flour mincha, but some of the menachos required pesisa. Uh, we'll read it, God willing, in a few weeks. Uh, 
on Shabbos Hagadol. No, um, the Shabbos before Shabbos. Oh, I'll be here. I think I'm reading it. Okay, I'm reading it, yes. Okay, Parshas Vayikra. So, Pasos Osapitim Vyatzatala Shaman Minchahi. So, you're supposed to break up the, uh, it, it, although you've really baked it, or you break up the mincha, and you have pieces that are in, into pieces. That's what the Torah says. So, the Brisa says, this, this opinion in the Brisa says, the petitim are not supposed to be smaller than a kezayis. So, Yosef says, you see, they're supposed to be the size of a kezayis because you're supposed to, you're supposed to treat it as bread. And therefore, in order to make the bracha vamotzi and to bench afterwards, it's got to be a kezayis in size. That's what Rabbi Yosef says. Okay. So now, the Gemara continues uh, and says the following. Amr le'abaye, Abaye says to Rabbi Yosef, There is another opinion amongst the Tanaim. The Tanah de Rabbi Yishmael says that you break up that mincha until you've basically almost gotten back into flower form. Really, really tiny pieces. So, Hachinami de loboi bruche amotzi lecha min you're going to tell me you don't have to make a mochi lechem and aretz on it? V'chid heima hachanami? Maybe you'll say to me, yeah, indeed, why not? V'hatanya, now this is a contentious point. Rashi says it's talking about the menachos, but most Rishonim disagree, you'll see why in a second. Most Rishonim say that this b'risa we're about to quote is talking about, in general, when you have pieces of bread, pieces of flour, well, let's say, let's say pieces of bread that have been crumbled up. So v'hatanya, we have a b'risa that taught, likit mikulan kezayis, if you take from all the five different species, together they combine to a kezayis, v'achalon, and you eat them. Notice to eat them, v'achalon. So, im chametzu anush kares, if it's chametz on Pesach, you get kares. V'imatzahu adam yotzei dechavasu Pesach, you can be yotzei with it. So you see that when you're taking a bunch of tiny little things, like, I don't know, it's as small as flour, and you combine it to eat it, that it's chametz and matzah. So, of course, if you're, if you're going to eat, make a use of matzah, it has to be lechem. You have to say mochi lechem and aretz. So, the Gemara, an, he tries to answer, No, you know what you did? You took these individual pieces, and then you kneaded them, maybe put a little liquid in, and you made it back into one dough, or one piece, one whole thing. And that's why, now it has a kezayis. Now you have a kezayis in one place. That's, well, that's what Rebbe wants to say. So, the Gemara says, that makes no sense. <clears throat> if that's true, if it means a case where Irsan, you made it back into an Isa, like Ariso Sechem, the Brisa says, provided that you eat them with, in order to be, fulfill the Mitzvah Matzah, or to violate the Isra of Hametz where you get Anush uh, Kares, where you get the full punishment, you have to eat the food in a Shir of Kedachilas Pras. Right? And therefore, um, uh, and if you eat it in less that time, you're not high. So the Gemara says, the Ibisha Ersan, if you took all the pieces and you put it, and you made a dough out of it, it's not one piece. So why would the Brisa say, why would the Brisa say that uh, if you've broken it up, uh, now if you come, if you kneaded it together, why would the Brisa say, if you eat them? It's not them anymore, it's an it. So, the uh, the Gemara continues. The Gemara continues uh, and says that can't be. Um, and instead, Hacha b'mayaskinan Rabbi Yosef says b'bami lechem gadol. No, you want to know when you want to know when you can uh, make a bracha on less than a kezayis. 
if this bread was being crumbled from a big piece of bread, and here's the key part, though, and there's still a chunk of the bread intact. So if there's still a chunk of the bread intact, then the bread that's less than the pieces or less than the kazayas still have the status of bread. If you were to crumble up the entire thing, then it will lose, and all the pieces are less than the kazayas. What, what's that? Well, no, well, he's not, he's not, nobody's pulling them together anymore. That we've, we've, we've ditched this. The Gemara, in fact, should really have said, It's a rejection. Rashi says, no, it's not Bisha'erson. You didn't smush them together. No, you just left them separate. As long as there's a piece there, more than a kazayas, all of it has the status of bread. Once you have no piece less than a, no piece of the kazayas or more, then, uh, then it's an issue, which is kind of funny. I'm not going to really flesh this out for the moment. Um, but that would suggest that if you have a bunch of pieces in there, and one person comes along and eats the one with the kazayas, anybody who is eating one with less than a kazayas before the one with the kazayas gets eaten makes a mozi and benches on it. Once the, the one with the kazayas was eaten, then nobody makes a mozi and benches on it. Okay, but that's what the Gemara says. Amar of Shesha, so my Havala, what's the conclusion? Because this is not a very satisfactory, resol- satisfactory, satisfactory resolution. So the Gemara says, Amar of Sheishes, Hai Chavitza, the same substance of Yosef was talking about. Afal Gav the Lesbe, Peru, and Kazayis, Mavar Chalaf Hamotzi, Lachemin, Oretz. Even if the pieces are less than a Kazayis, they still make Hamotzi. But Rabba adds one very important and confusing qualification. Amar Rabba, Vuhu de Ikala Turisa de Nahama. It has to have what we call a Tsuras Hapas. The pieces do not have to be a Kazayis in size, but they have to have a Tsuras Hapas. What is Tsuras Hapas? It's a great question. Gemara doesn't explain. The Rishonim will offer their opinions about it. You translate that. Surasapas, the image or the form of bread. The, the look. Well, that's part of the problem. <laughs> that's part of the problem. What's that? Well, you would no, so I, you're right, but the word, I'm not even sure what the word Torisa is. That's not cognate with Sura. I don't know what it is, but it has to have it has to Without somehow bread. look like bread, however you define that. Rabbeinu Tam, I post this Rabbeinu Tam here, um, Tosis, the second half of Amarava, has a very, uh, a very, you know, odd description, where he says that uh, if you put the bread in water, if the water turns white from the bread, now the Tzuras Apas is gone. It was actually a very practical issue, because one of the baleatosos, when he needed to eat a little bit before giving the shear in the morning, the halacha in the morning, and he was too weak, so he wanted something that would give him sustenance, he took the bread, and he would soak it that way, turn the water white, so in the morning he didn't have to bench, he could just make a mitzvah salmichah, understandably, because he was rushed for time. Right? You know, probably he didn't daven up his bruch and as fast as most of us daven up our bruch so really, it was a time issue. Um, but I, elsewhere, I mean, Tosis, I guess, that what we'll see, I don't know if Maybe Rabbi Yonah says something about this. Anyway, so this so here's the problem, though. The problem, as Moses points out, is that for Rashi, it means Rashishis is against the Brisa. If Prusas Kayamos and Ain Prusas Kayamos in the Brisa means Kazayas versus not Kazayas, so where does Rashishis fit into this? Now, you could answer, Tosis catches this for Rashi, that Rashishis would say that, that, that uh, Prusas Kayamos, Ain Prusas Kayamos really means where there's a Tsuras Apas. And typically speaking, Typically speaking, when you have less than a kazayas, you don't, normally don't have tzuras anymore. When you have more than a kazayas, you do have tzuras But really, the criteria is, is whether it's tzuras Well, If it does, then you make hamotzi. If it doesn't, then you don't. There's a lot of... <coughs> yes. I was just going to ask, is, is uh, kazayas, is it by volume or by weight? In other words, like if you smush the bread 
I know my kids are always taking the bread. Like, that, of course. Um, so we usually determine things... Well, normally in halacha, like and when it comes to Yeridea and tray food and stuff like that, I believe that there, there's a discussion. I believe that the primary approach is uh, is is value. However, the um, yeah, I, I think we usually assume it to be volume. But if, but the truth is, if you were to crush it up at that point, then that would be its volume. So, um, in other words, if you had a piece of bread, it's a good question. Really, do we say when we calculate things? Um, I mean, part of, yeah, I guess we normally do assume vo- volume is the measurement, actually. If you want to figure out what a, what a kazai is and matzah is... Isn't, isn't that a difference between liquid and, and solid, also? Well, we don't use the shear of kazai. Correct. We don't use the shear of kazai by liquids, generally, except for right. maybe nazir. Um, but there it's, there it's even when we talk about kazai by nazir, it's a machlokas rabbi akiva mishra Shown, I think. But there the assumption is, it may not even be machlokas, is that if you take a rabbi sabiyayin and you let it uh, coagulate, it will be omed al kazayis. I don't know, you know, uh, I can't say more. That, that's all I can tell you that I know about that. Um, but yes, by liquids we normally work by work in volume. By solids uh, we work in well, we work in volume there also. It's also volume, Revius. Revius is also. No, in other words, liquid versus. It has a different shear, but it's still both volume, I believe. Not weight. Not weights. All right, this Kamara seems to hint, um, influence a big controversy in this year's Rachabi, which was on Melba toast. Because each toast is less than a kazais, but it, I guess you could say it has a surah. Uh, whoa, it does have a surah whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, there's no controversy here. Okay. Because this is if you do something to it. Like Rashi says, if you cook it. Yeah. Not if it's extant. Now, the more interesting question about Melba toast is how they make it, because it might be... How do they make Melba toast? Do they make it as bread and toasted? Or do they make it as toast? That's a crucial question. Right, if, it's never if it's made as toast and you have a snack of Melba toast, do you make a mazonas? Mm-hmm. Like on crackers. What was the answer? Why is that not? Isn't that cooked bread? Oh, because it was never bread. It, it, it was pasta babakistan. One of the three definitions of pasta babakistan, and we accept all of them, is that of the aruch, which is kachin, which is uh, the texture, hard. So. That may have thrown it off completely. They might have missed that. But it all depends on how... It's like with croutons also, if you ate them alone. It depends whether they're bread that got stale and then you bake them, which case it's hamotzi and bench. Whereas if they're made, if they're baked that way initially, then if it's just a snack, it's mizono. It's not... The difference between... This is, the difference between toasting bread, isn't that cooking bread? Like, how is that cooking... No, no, no. Cooking? cooking means you put it in a liquid and it tends to... It, it has the tendency of breaking it up, dissolving it, yeah. Okay, so... So that was the way, that was the way Rashi understood the interface between the Bryce on Lamed Zion and Aleph and Rabbi Yosef on Amadeus. But the problem is it leaves Rav Sheshis a little bit out in the cold, which is why most Rishon in the Balei HaTosfos, Rabbi Nuyona, uh, follow the position of the Aruch, and I think it's Rav Haigon, who say that, no, that Chavitza does not entail cooking. Chavitza entails simply taking the pieces of bread and mixing them with something that kind of glues them together. If you take a look at the top tosos on the Zayinam Tosos in the second part, where the first part is where he kind of it helps explain Rashi, but he has an issue. The last four lines in Tosos, he writes, "Lekach nirali chavitza haynu perumen hanidbakim yachar ayidei marak o ayidei chalav kemo chavitza detamre shehen nidbakim." 
So he says it's like chavitza with dates where the pieces stick together. So this chavitza is where you kind of take these little pieces of bread and you, uh, and, and you, have, you make them into a big clump by putting some glue in between. So that is, Satosros suggests that the difference between, once you say that, this is a totally different case than the Bryce on Lamed Zion Amad Aleph. Lamed Zion Amad Aleph. What's the issue? Rav Shesha says that even if it's less than a Kazayas, if it has Tzuras Apas, if the bread is clearly recognizable, then you make hamotzi on it. Now, why? But the Brisa on Lamed Zion Amad Aleph said that if it's less than a, it did say explicitly, but if we understand it as the Yushalmi does, that if there's less than a Kazayas in the pieces, that you don't make hamotzi on it, why is that different? The answer is because there you cooked it. Cooking is breaking it down. And once you break it down, once you're already processing it in a much different way of breaking it down, then, if you don't have a kasayis, it's not bread anymore. But by chavitza, Rosh Hashanah can say no. That as long as the, as you have a toar halechem, you can still recognize the pieces of bread, even though it's less than a kasayis, since you didn't cook it, right? Cooking it, like, we, we often talk in Hilcha Shabbos, there's a discussion, not just in Shabbos, in, in, in Pesach as well, about afiyah achar bishul, bishul achar does it count? Does it transform its status by matzah? If you bake the matzah already and now you stick it and you cook it, can you no longer use it for the mitzvah matzah? So it's one thing, when you process it, that's why once less than a kazais, it's not bread anymore. That if all you're doing is taking pieces and gluing them together, so then it's, even though it's less than a kazais, if it has toar lechem, so then tosos, the aruch, say that, uh, that it is considered bread. Once it doesn't have toar lechem, however, again, exactly you define that, so then it is no longer considered bread. Okay. Um, so I'm going to stop here. Next week I want to actually sort of wrap this up. Rabbi Yona presents three rules of, of, broken, of, of bread being broken down and what the brachos are in each case. So that's actually quoted in the Shulchan Aruch, so that's how we pass him. So we really kind of will wrap up this little piece of the sugya uh, before we move on. Any, uh, any questions? So I don't know. You have to find out. If Melba toast is made as hard, by the way crackers are made, if that's how it's made initially, as opposed to bread, made as bread and then hardened, I have no idea, then it would be, if it is, if it is made as bread and then it's hardened, it's, it's bread. And you make hamotzi, you wash on it, uh, if you have a kezayas. If it is made hard in the first place, then it's a cracker, and unless you're kovea suda on it, then is we treat it as we do, pasababa kisnin, and you would make a mazonos before, and you would make alamecha afterwards. You had a kazayis. It would only be if you ate an unusual amount of it, or enough to be kaveh Whatever that amount is, we'll have to explore at some point. So then you would wash and bench on it. Oh, not as clear as every 